All right, Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of The Sports Phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is back in the studio. Jim, it's it's funny. There's some weeks that I feel like it takes a real long time for to, to go from Sunday to Sunday. And then there's other <laughs> weeks where I feel like we finish the show and then I wake up and we're doing the show again. This was definitely one of those weeks. It went by real <laughs> That's supposed that's supposed to be what the 69-year-old guy is supposed to be saying. <laughs> it seems like we Time just is flying. Did. You know, that's that's what we say all the time. You're too young to, to, to say that. Oh, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited. Uh, everything's going good. You're coming up for a visit. I'm looking looking forward to that. Oh, that's right. We, we're, a couple days. we do the sports from, from the Sports Vone Portland Bar. That's we're going to be worn out for that show next week. <clears throat> That that's gonna be that that one's gonna Jeez. have to be like, like we're to battle through that one. So for listeners, uh, I am going with Jim uh, next weekend. We are going to play in a, or I am going to play. Jim is going to take stats uh, and <laughs> and kind of co- sit on the bench for a adult league tournament uh, that I've been going to with co- some college friends uh, since my senior year of college. I've been going to that tournament with kind of the same group of people. Uh, so we're going this weekend, and it's it's a real fun two day tournament. Uh, just play and hang out with these guys for a couple of days. It's a it's a really good really good time. So looking looking forward to that. But yeah, we'll be coming back from the tournament Sunday afternoon. Uh, so we'll be ready to do the show. But I think we'll get through it. We'll we'll be ready to go. Oh we'll yeah, we'll be ready. Yeah, I'm taking Monday off, which will be nice. <laughs> uh, all right. Well. Uh, Welcome to Sports Phone, everybody. If you are new to this show, uh, Sports Phone is an open forum sports talk show. Jim and I are here because we are big sports fans. We've both played a lot of sports. We've coached a lot. Uh, and we talk about a lot of sports in our day-to-day lives. So we like to open up the phone lines once a week here on KZYX to let the larger listening audience talk about the world of sports with us. Questions, comments, topics quiz questions trivia anything you want to talk about as long as it is sports related jim and i are open open to hearing about it here on the sports phone we'll get the phone lines opened up in a little bit here Uh, we'll look forward to taking calls as and talking about like i said anything that you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports but to get started uh this is special jerry this is special yeah this is special we had everything lined up for an interview last week uh with the upper lake girls basketball program Technical challenges set it off, or set it back, delayed it one week, uh, but we are back uh, and we're ready to do it. We're ready to talk some upper leg basketball. Um, I talked about this last week and we talked about it a little bit in, in previous weeks. Uh, it is rare to see local public high schools get far into the playoffs, let alone making it to championship games. Uh, and even beyond that, making it into st- the, the state tournament, which is the, the next level above that. Uh, Upper Lake High School did that and more on the girls' side. A record of 29-3 and on the year, an undefeated run in their league. They had win streaks of 7-21 and throughout, uh, throughout the season. And on a quick count, Jim, and this is just showing, I think, how amazing and successful this program was this year. Uh, of those 29 wins... Uh, only five of them were by less than 10 points. How, uh, how so, many private schools did they beat? That's what I want to know. Our, yeah, yeah, our quick count <laughs> on that. I think it was at like it was five or six. It was it was a pretty impressive number. Uh, but Jim, we've got we've got the we've got Upper Lake basketball or Upper Lake girls basketball on the line. Who, who are we talking to today? We're talking to 
Raylene Cromwell. Um, she's a co-coach. Um, in a second, I'm going to pull her up here. She's a co-coach for the Upper Lake. The Upper Lake does not have a, a coach and an assistant coach. They made it clear to me that they were co-coaches. So we've got one of the head coaches. Um, well, bring her up. You there, Raylene? Yes. Jared, take it from here. This this is this is um this is rare that a girls team in D five in the small upper lake, Mendocino, Lower Lake, whatever, um, <laughs> that makes it and wins the NCS. That's a North Coast section. Well, they, didn't, they didn't they didn't win it. Oh they, they, they made it to the NCS finals, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And and then made a what seed were they in the? Uh, what seed were you in the state tournament, Raylene? Um, six. Yeah. Yep. Six seed six. won their first game. Yeah. Six seed and then won their first game, uh, and, and then got eliminated in the second round. So, coach, to get started, I, I guess now that you that last game was played last week on on Thursday night, you've had a a couple days to kind of let this all soak in. What anything stand out like when you look back at a twenty nine and three season? Now that you that you were a couple days uh, past that that last game, anything, any big kind of takeaways from from the season at this point? Um. Well, I I just kind of reflect over our years, you know, um, of this group of girls that have been playing together and at the se- that are seniors this year, you know, that had some started at third grade together. And then all met up in junior high together to play. And how many and to, how many seniors really? Um, we had seven seniors this wow. year. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was <clears throat> senior heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, so I guess with that in mind, kind of was this? I, I, I don't think it's ever. I know that the teams that I were I was on that were really successful. We never, you know thought we were going to go undefeated we just knew we were going to have good years was was this the type of season that you knew was in the potential of this group when at, when the year started like you knew this was on the radar as a possibility to, to make this kind of run uh yes i did um you know uh, they started out with our freshman year we started with three seniors um in a uh starting as freshmen in this group uh-huh. of girls so um their freshman year, they won their pennant. Um, COVID hits, you know. So oh, that's right. No basketball, yeah. And then them coming back, um, having a strong junior year, and continuing it, and going on to this year, and <clears throat> and rest of their class being able to come up and start playing with them their junior year, really helped. So the season the season starts. Uh, you guys get on a, a heck of a win streak to start the year. Seven wins, a, a lot of convincing ones. Something that Jim and I have, have talked about with, with other programs that have a lot of success is, and I, it's, it's almost a cliche, but that idea of staying motivated. And, and uh, you know, when you're winning games and you're winning games by a lot of points, like how you, how you stay focused and, and stay on target. Was there a a message with the team, whether it was the seniors or, or coming from you as the coaches, like a way that you kept the team focused throughout throughout the year with with the success that you guys were having. Uh, yes. So, as um, Annie, the um, other head coach, co coach with me, um, we would always tell them, "This is one game at a time. 
and you know, it doesn't matter if you know we big win by a lot or a little. We just need to stay focused and, and do this as a team with all of our uh, with all of our horses. You know, everybody, everybody's out here as part of the team, whether they're on the border or off the court. You know, and sticking together. So, and that's been a message that we've told the kids almost every day, nope. game day, practice day. It's, 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 it's really um, interesting. That, uh, I, I had a, a, a co-two. We didn't call ourselves. I, I would call. We, they called me the head coach, and they called my assistant the, the assistant coach, but we really co-coached. And <clears throat> it's interesting, now that you mentioned Annie, your partner, um, was, it, was it hard to for you? To, how did you guys approach being co-coaches and not one person assistant and one because i know how we did it and i want to hear how you did it well um when mike smith stepped down as um head coach this year um i've been assisting mike since what um three years when the girls came up as freshmen i came up with them as their um eighth grade, I was our eighth grade um, head coach. I coached the girls all the way through junior high. So they've been from uh-huh. sixth grade through eighth grade, I've coached this group of girls, most of them, um, that are seniors uh, I've had. <clears throat> so we, um, so I, I followed them up into the um, high school as Mike's assistant coach. And uh, so when Mike stepped down and Annie came on, and Annie's very... Um, basketball savvy, very knowledgeable and stuff. And so we took on this role together. We were asked to. So what I was getting at, Raylene, was when I did the co-coach idea, we had specific jobs. I I coached practice as the head coach, Uh and my assistant, Vince, he coached the games. So really, we were co-coaches. So do you guys have that kind of of structure, or did you just both run this team together? Uh uh, we, myself, Annie, and our other two, we had two assistants, uh, Donnie Mary and Natalie Carlson. Um, so there was four of us that we all took a part of each of the teams, depending on what the day was, if it was offense, defense, huh. and split them up um, position-wise, you know, our bigs and our littles, and who would take, take on what role for that practice and stuff. But um, us talking... And um, put it all together before practice, and let everybody know what um, who wants this and that, and and it worked out very well. In yeah, that aspect, I, along with our assistant coaches too, and being able to step up. It's it's really cool to hear that 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 something like that is not only doable but can be done with that level of success. Because I've been on coaching staffs where I think the Outside of the head coach, everyone else is, I guess, not not marginalized. That might not be the right word, but it, it, your your input isn't necessarily valued in, in the same way. So, so to hear that that's something you guys were able to do at that at that level with the success is really cool. Um, so, but for someone that has never watched a game of Upper Lake basketball, if if someone was going to watch their first game this year, like they just picked a random night. I'm going to go watch the Upper Lake girls basketball play, team play. 
what would they have kind of gotten themselves into this year? Like, what would the experience been uh, in terms of what the, what a, what a viewer was was going to get out of watching uh, your team this year? Um, I think what um, first of all, if somebody walked into our gym just to see the community support that these huh. girls have received from a you know, and I do start at a younger age in, in the junior high, and then to have them be followed. Um, and to walk into a gym to just see that these people are here to back up our girls, um, their play, you know, is amazing to see our community behind them. Um, you're going to see some very exciting, fast basketball. Um, we, you know, our, we don't let up um, until we know we, we, we have something filled. We'll, you know, pull back. But it is very exciting, and to see the girls just, you know, all come together and play pretty well together. <laughs> you can tell uh, that they, they The first person I talked to uh, when, when um, well, it was always Mike. I mean, I talked to Mike, and he, he put me on to you guys, and... And, Jim's, um, source. Jim's got a source at, at every school for, for information. I've been it's around. I'm, I'm an old, old guy. I've been around. With our, you know who our source was at Upper Lake for a long time? And we call him our best teenage interview ever, Kenny Hodges oh, yeah. from Upper Lake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was unbelievable on the radio. I loved it. Anyway, anyway I talked to your co-coach, Annie, and... And this statistic, I wanted to ask her, but I, I know you know it. I just want to say what that brought to the team. I'm talking to Annie the first time, and I say, well, what's your history? Have you been on this? The last time, she claims the last time an Upper Lake team made it to the state tournament, as you did this year, she was on that team, like 40 years ago or something? Um, yeah, it was like 29 years ago. Um, when Yeah, when Annie and her, her group of girls went back in, what, 94? I think it was 90, yeah. What year again? And In 94? I'm pretty sure that was... You were three, Jerry. The year. <laughs> was, was there a perspective that she could bring to that, and just in terms of what you guys were getting into as the, the you got into the later rounds? Was there, was there a, like, a context and a perspective that she could bring to the team uh, that you may not have uh, had otherwise? Yes, she did. Um, you know, just make letting the girls know that they're here because they worked hard and they deserve to be there. And you know, to take it one one game at a time and stay focused. You know, and the excitement that's there and the nerves, it's going to be there. And if you can, you know, work through those, you know, you're going to be successful at the end of the game. Um, and that was really good to keep the girls grounded. You know, it's just, it's, it is exciting because we're, we're moving forward, but also that it's another game and we need everybody to stay focused at the same time. I think it's just, just, just wonderful. Um, yeah. I, I call it the small school syndrome. You know, Jerry, we talked about this, and I don't know if this is the case with you, but I don't know. I always said, you know, Point Arena, they got the two Washingtons coming through together. They win. They they got the two uh-huh. they got the two Sunstroms. I mean, Cloverdale's got the birds coming through. They got the Rollins coming through. You know, all these people. <clears throat> um, and it only takes one family, two really good players, to dominate in in, in schools this size. 
But here are you had seven seniors that they had to be like family. Were any of them um, brothers and sisters? I mean, um, any of them sisters? No, <laughs> no. Well, we had we did we did bring up the um, younger minister um, um, in January when we had one one girl go off our team that we needed to fill a spot and. So Kelly Minnis came up. Um, her older sister is Taylor Minnis, and they did very well together. You know, they didn't play much on the floor together, but Cal, as a sophomore, coming up and filling that big role that was needed underneath the basket. Oh wow! Um, she she did a great job, you know, and just being able to watch her sister. And I, I'm sure if we were able to bring her up sooner, you know, those two would have, like you say, dominate the the court out there any six players I, I, I almost feel like jim to to expand on what, on what you say because you've always said it just takes one family i i think the better way to say it is it only takes one group of right, five right. to six seniors yeah. to, to, to do exactly this because uh, of you know you only need five to play basketball we're not talking football or, or baseball or softball or something like that um all right, yeah. Coach, so this is a question. I don't know if Jim prepared you for this one last week. No, we're, we we're, we're going cold here. Wait, so we're going to go cold with this. There's no wrong answer to this question, but this is something <laughs> we'd love to ask our guests because we love the answers that we get. Uh, do you have a favorite sports memory or something that immediately comes to mind when I ask that question? It can be as a player, a parent, a fan, a coach – Anything, if, if I was to ask you your favorite sports memory, is there something that stands out right away? We'll give you five seconds to think about it. Um, my favorite sports memory is, I think, when I took my girls to Crescent City, and they were <laughs> seventh graders then. Um, one of the moms getting upset for a call, and the referee thought it was me and gave me the technical. <laughs> I've never had a technical in my life other than that one that was not mine. Um, <laughs> I and, love it. And I, I still tease the mom for that. Yeah. Oh, this is this is why we asked that question. That's a great. Oh, that's a fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, Coach, I, like like we said at the beginning, um, it's it's an honor and a pleasure to talk to to the programs that make these kind of runs. It doesn't happen often. Congratulations on the on the whole year. Uh, it was really fun to follow your playoff run uh, from round one up until the, the end of the state term for you guys. Congratulations and thank you so much for spending some time with us. I do want to say, Raylene, we're going to open up the we're going to open up the phone lines, um, Raylene, and we're going to invite Upper Lake fans, parents, um, players, <clears throat> other coaches, whatever. If any of them call and you want to, um, I don't have caller ID here. It doesn't work that way. But if okay. you if you if you hear of any, we're gonna let you go now. And if you hear of anything, you give a call back and comment on it if you want. Okay, thank you guys very much. Thank Thanks you so, so much. much. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh, it's always it's always a fun time, Jim. Always always a fun time. Uh, real quick, Jim. Uh, while we're on the on that kind of local sports topic, uh, the other team that was making a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, not again. Not just in the uh, not just in the right in the first set in the North Coast sectional playoffs, but into the state tournament. Uh, this was on the boys' side. The Cloverdale Eagles. They were a seven seed on the boys' side. They got out of the first round in the state tournament, and then they lost in the second round uh, to one of your your uh, dastardly private schools, Jim. They lost to a private in the, in the second <laughs> round of the state tournament. Uh, so, but similar, same thing, kind of with Upper Lake uh, on the on the boys' side for Cloverdale. Just want to congratulate that program. 
Uh, we had their coach on a couple weeks ago. It's an, a heck of a run to get as far as they did, win a state tournament game. Uh, just so congratulations all, all around to them and, and the Upper Lake uh, Cougars as well for making, I think, the two deepest runs in the area for, for basketball this year. The two deepest runs that I've heard of in a long, long time. Yeah. 707-895-2448. I am, as I told Raylene. Um, well, we got um, a quiz question first. I, I know, but I still want to <laughs> invite the Upper Lake uh, community that saw some of these games. I mean, that was an opinion from the coach. I'd like to hear from some parents. <clears throat> this sounds like, Joe, this, this is a great program. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't like you said it, it as in, and the coach kind of put it really nicely that you know you get a group of seniors that plays together from third fourth grade up that's going to garner the, the parents that's going to garner the community support and before you know it you're they're, they're seniors in high school making this kind of run and, and having a 29 win season I'll uh, bet you, I'll yeah, bet it's, you it's really anything special. I'll bet you anything they didn't have problem getting rise to the games <laughs> probably not ask probably a trivia not. question Jer all right so here's our trivia question uh we're staying on the football on the football train with our trivia question this week. If for, so for new listeners, Jim and I come with a trivia question every week. Uh, there's no rules here. You can look stuff up. Uh, you don't have to know it off the top of your head. If you want to try to Google it, you're more than welcome to. Uh, and then if you want to give us a call, 707-895-2448, uh, give us a call. If you want to take a shot at the answer, Jim's got the bell and the buzzer ready to go. I hope uh, he'll let you know uh, if, if the answer is right or not. So here's our, here's our question for the week. Uh, so Steve Young, very famous quarterback, especially in the Bay Area for San Francisco 49ers, uh, he attended BYU. I would like to know, other than the fact that he attended BYU, what is Steve Young's connection to that school? That's the question. And that's all I'm going to say. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi, this is uh, Mike Smith, former coach and supporter of Upper Lake Basketball. Wow, Jer, finally. Jer can't remember when you coached against oh, Mike, him in middle school, Mike. I can't place Mike. you. Jim keeps talking about you with me. I, I just I can't quite place you. So I've just kind of taken it Jim's word that, that we know each other. Uh, yeah, thanks, sir. You were alive. I think the last time we met, you were in eighth grade uh, coaching against uh, you and the Mendocino teams back then in the middle school level. So We not remember a, a guy, a Mike. We remember a guy named mm. Big Boy, we called him. Yes. Remember? Yes, him? yes, Alex. I, Alex. Think, I believe it was Alex Castillo, not Castillo, but missing his last name. But yes. Yeah. Well, Mike, the the floor is yours. You you call to talk some talk some more Upper Lake basketball. What's what's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to call and support Coach Ray and Coach Annie. I uh, thought they did just an absolutely tremendous job and and uh, took them to places that are historic. So uh, always supporting that group of coaches and the special group of girls you walked any, away any Mike. one thing that stood <laughs> out about the, the team from from an out i guess not you're i wouldn't really say you're an outsider but from not being on the coaching staff perspective just watching their games anything really stand out about the team this team uh well this group of uh seniors never lost on their home court wow and wow that was and that was knocking out a very tough Laytonville team their freshman year. Gave Laytonville one of their few losses that year. That that, that Laytonville powerhouse team with with the James girls, you guys beat yep. them? We beat them at our home court. Caught them off guard a little bit and that was when they were freshmen. At that point I knew they were something special. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's for sure. 
Huh. Well, thanks, Mike. Our phones are ringing off the hook. I want to see how many people from Upper Lake we got here. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. You're on the air. Turn your radio down, please. Okay. Hello, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. What do you got for us? I was just calling in for the trivia quiz. Uh, do you have taken answers? Yeah, absolutely. What's on? What, what do you think? Uh, well, Steve Young played for 49ers. Yeah, he went to BYU in college. Um, well, there's two things. I think one of them is that his relationship to the to the school is that he is a Mormon. And I think the but you guys are probably looking for the fact that one of his descendants, his great great or one of his great grandfathers, was the founder of the Mormon Church. Jim? Is that good enough, Chair? That's good enough for me. Yeah, uh, his great great grandfather or great 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 grandfather is Brigham Young, who the school is named after, who is BYU is named after. Nice job, caller. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was listening to you guys talk about Upper Lake. Uh, great little story there. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to say when you guys said, oh, just take a group of seniors or a um, couple siblings. Um, in baseball, in a small school area, a small school, it only takes one good athlete if he's a pitcher. <laughs> a lot true. of times you can. <laughs> in high school, I can remember back in high school, we had a guy who was a, was a senior. And, uh, I mean, I think we went. Nine and one or ten and zero, oh, and it was because of his pitching. You know, he had an eighty-three mile an hour slider that nobody could hit, and I can remember he'd throw that slider, nobody could hit it. He'd goof around once while trying to throw a forkball, and um, yeah, this guy was, yeah, you know, one he had one pitch, you know, and, and he had it down pretty good. Nobody could hit it, and then you had a guy from Cloverdale, Matt Limley. I think when his, his senior year or junior year, he pitched. They went to the state or the state playoffs, so they went to the NCS playoffs, and uh, I can remember it's because of his pitching, I think. But yeah, one good athlete on a on a baseball team if it's a pitcher. Those guys, I got to go. I got my daughter crying in the background. Hey, great show! Thanks a lot. Thanks for the call. And also, Jerry, yeah. okay. usually when Jerry, usually when you have a pitcher like that, usually they're also the best hitter. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Somebody there. Caller, you're on the air. Hi. Um, women's basketball, small school basketball. Um, Katija Rose Britton was a Kovalo High School outstanding basketball player. And in 2018, just last month in 2018, she disappeared. And it, she was a member of the Wailaki Brown Valley Indian tribes. And she became one of the many missing and presumed murdered women in this world. She... And I'm bringing her up now because she attended a small school. She was an outstanding basketball player. She was set up for college. She had a great future ahead of her. And she's been missing for five years now. And this is in Colorado? Yes. Khadija Britton. Right. Right. I've been following this this case. I thought that's who you were talking about. So there is no 
just pull us up to date on that. She was a great basketball player. Jerry played against, I'm guessing, Cousins or... Uh, yeah, there are a lot of Britons. What's that, Jerry? No, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, uh, as far as you know, there's no closure to this? No. Hmm. But there is a very lovely mural of her on North State Street on the um, food bank wall facing North State Street. Yeah, but... Our co-host, our co-host Vince, who you've heard on our show many a times, he coached against um, against Katisha. Yeah, he coached against her. Yeah. He, he just texted me and told me that. Well, she this uh, at the close of the season this year, her number she was number thirty, and her jersey was retired. Wow. So I hope that I, so, go ahead. I hope they put that right next to Mr. Whipples in in the retirement area. He's he's my favorite in in Covalo. Jerry, what was Eddie Whipple? Eddie Whipple. Yeah. Yeah. He he was my favorite well, coach. It's, and it's also um, not a bad time to revisit the issue that I brought up just recently of some of the names of teams and the mascots at all levels of sports. But it's just a good time to be thinking again about how we treat various groups of people hmm. and what we think is appropriate. So Love your calls. Thank you so much uh, for coming. Well, wait, wait. Yep. There are two more things I want to say. Go ahead. Canada women's soccer is about to go on strike status, they're not there yet, but they're wearing, um, they're not wearing their regular uniforms. They've been wearing purple jerseys and purple armbands um, as a sign of solidarity, but they're, they are, for many of the same reasons that women's uh, soccer in the U.S. went through what they went through in the last couple of years. And Which national team is this? Canada. Canada, right, Canada. right, right. Okay. Yeah. And I don't have a particularly um, good book in mind about Khadija and the missing and murdered Indian women or indigenous women. Um, but I do want to tell you there's an, an excellent book called Good for a Girl addresses many she the woman who wrote it Lauren Fleshman um, is an elite runner and she was signed by Nike to do um, promotion for them and it's pretty interesting the way she was mistreated by Nike and the um, ways in which she won out over Nike but she writes very intelligently and educatedly, it's not a great word, um, about many of the things that women encounter in sports that are entirely different from what men encounter in sports. So again, it's good for a girl. And there's a fresh new example just the other day, a cross-country runner in Texas was, this was not just this week, but it was hot out, 
the male runners had taken off their shirts, and she took off her shirt and was running in a sports bra, was um, reprimanded for that, told she had to put her shirt back on. She said the boys had to put their shirts back on, and they did, some of them. And she was um, also punished for standing up for herself and for her teammates. Mm. So these are just some things to think about. Those are great. Why y'all are enjoying talking about how much fun sports are. Those are great stories. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Good night. Some great stuff there, Jer. Yeah, absolutely. Did you hear about this um, Texas situation? No. No, a lot of that was... Yeah, no. A lot of that was off my radar. The Canada one... I knew a little bit about. I, I had heard about the, that story in passing because it was so similar to what happened with the U.S. women's soccer team. Uh, but no, the other ones, uh, they were not not on my radar. Hey, one of the, uh, Raylene, when she was on a little while ago, she mentioned that she was part of a team that went up and played that invitational tournament in Crescent City. Uh, it's a middle school. It's, it's one of the premier middle school um, tournaments in Northern California. It's an end-of-the-season tournament. I just got a, a an email from Sam Gitchell. Remember Sam, Jer? I know he refs some games back in the day. <clears throat> he's no, he's, refing, ref. he's refing what... now, and his yeah. kids playing middle school, they went up, and th- that tournament's big. I mean, they have different divisions. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was always a big deal. Yeah. And um, they won their division. And, oh, um, very cool. Yeah, so it sounds like uh, Coach Winslow and Coach uh, Wesley Preston have got some middle schoolers coming up. Yeah, there you go. Oh, this is a current Mendo team. I didn't put that together. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, the middle school this year. Oh, okay, grade, got eighth, it, got it. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a competitive that area. I've said that. That's some mm. of the best basketball. You know, kindergarten to high school in 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 that area. When you get into Humboldt County and then the and then the county just north of that. That's some of the best basketball in California. So if you're competing with those with those schools up there, you're you're in for in for a, a good a good future. Right. 707-895-2448 is the number to call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Got about 25 minutes left here on the sports phone, so give us a call if you have anything you would like to talk about. 707-895-2448. I want a player from Upper Lake to call. I want to congratulate. No, can't do it. I no, want to no con- calling it out. I want to congratulate an Upper Lake player. <laughs> we we got it. We congratulated him. All right. I've got a stump Jerry question. And this, okay. is, this is going to come at you hard. Okay. And I want you to, at first, to try to do this w- without any, any computer at all. I'm okay. going to read you something that happened on okay. March 5th in 1840 and in March 5th, 1845. <laughs> I'm going to read these very quickly, and I want to see if you can name the sport. In 1840, Second Grand Natu- National... Barmouth, Bartholomew, you're cheating already. Bretherton. No, I just assumed that was where you were going. Bartholomew Britain wins 16 to 1, Jerry, a smallest field of 13. And in 1945, the seventh Grand National, William Loft, the board outsider, Cureall, wins record time in 10 minutes, 47 seconds. What sport are we talking about? Walking. (laughs) I'm guessing horse racing. Oh, I have no idea. The yeah, Grand, I, don't, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know the answer. I'm reading this saying, Grand National Bartholomew 
A Bartholomew Bretherton wins aboard 16 slash 1. Jerry, I don't know what they're talking about. It was running. You're right. It was running. I, I went with walking, but it was running. It wasn't horse racing? No, it was running. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Well, feels good to be back on. I don't have to orate e- emails or anything. <laughs> Hi, Vince. Hi, Karumba. You guys sound good tonight. Good, good, Thanks. good stuff. Uh, Bringing uh, back some... Uh, yeah, bringing back some good memories, and you know, uh, obviously not a good memory that the last lady shared, but um, the topics tonight are very uh, close to the heart. Yeah, the last so one nice. was on. You, you got to admit, over the years of the sports phone, she's got us all thinking. Always, always, and I tell you, I, I actually drive to Covalo quite a bit for work, and I see the billboards for that that young lady all the time. Wow. And, it was a bummer because I coached against her my first year as the girls' coach and her sister for two years after that. And man, they were ballers. You know that was a that was a fun, tough team to always play against. And uh, yeah, it's just a tragic story. And you know, you 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 only hope eventually something some closure will come for that for that family. Yeah, that's she's. So what do you think? Um, <clears throat> you got a topic for us? Or are you uh, going to comment? What are you going to do tonight? You know, I got a couple things. First, I want to you know commend. Uh, I believe it's Ronnie Gownick, the first female uh, manager of a minor league baseball team for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Got the opportunity to be a bench coach during spring training uh, with the professionals, and I just thought that was kind of a neat, feel-good uh, story, giving her an opportunity to you know sit in the big league dugout for a game, even if it is spring training. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's coming. It like it, that. There's been a a lot of that over the last like three, four years, maybe even going back a little bit further with baseball, where, where you had the the coach for the Yankees, then the Marlins brought someone into their front office. Now this, like it, it's it seems like one or two a year with baseball the last couple of years that the kind of this kind of thing is happening. Yeah, here, here's it a little, seems like it, yeah. Here's a little yeah. spring training, um, plus a little plug for my mom. A little spring training story. So the, my mom, believe it or not, last time I talked about my mom, I was going back, you know, because she was having surgery and was touch and go. And, and I just got pictures of her. She just won two golds in a, in, a, um, in a swim meet in Florida. And her friends were coming down to swim in the meet uh, from New York. And they couldn't find a place to stay. Little, like cheap motels were $350 a, uh, a night yeah. because, because of spring training in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's big. I mean, I, I used to love, I mean, this is my favorite sporting time of the year to an extent. You've got, we're a week away from uh, selection Sunday for March madness. We're 20, less than 20 games out from NBA and NHL playoffs and spring training going on. And when I lived in Florida, where I lived, there was four teams that had a, a you know, stadiums within a 20 mile radius of each other. We used to bounce around and see three games in a day because you can go to a game for like eight bucks and sit wherever you want. It was, and this is some, some of the nicest weather in Florida this time of the year. So, it, you know, I love March. March is great. Um, but Jerry, another, another quick, uh, go ahead, Jim. No, I was saying, Jerry, did you go to, I, I can't remember you telling me that you got on the uh, spring training circuit when, when you were living in Arizona. Oh, no. I, I, had, yeah, I just said I had two guys crash at my house one time. Uh, a couple friends, yeah. of, uh, a couple friends of a uh, friend of a friend uh, from college. They stayed on my on my floor for spring training one year. That was huh. nice. Yeah. Go ahead, Vince. <laughs> what, what was the other one you had? Uh, John Morant. 
Oh, we got we got good. Brandon we got Brandon Miller with the gun in at Alabama the week before, and now we got John Morant basically taking time away from the the, the Grizzlies because of the, the same kind of a situation. Kind of not super similar, but okay. Seeing, what category are we put? Jared, can I say it over the air? I still don't think they're in the same category. But I think they're not in the same category to an extent. It's just the, the, the that image, that lifestyle, that kind of thing that some people can't disconnect from. Yes. No matter where they're at, no matter what opportunity they're given, they're still tied to their culture that they grew up in. So, okay, so let's hear if we're going to go that far. For people that don't read everything in sports like you do, Vince, uh, Jerry, why don't you explain what happened to both these two? Well, I I don't think it's fair to talk about these two in the same vein. I really don't. I'll I'll, I'll say what happened to John Morant, but but I don't don't think that these are comparable, like identical situations. I'm not saying they're identical. That's fair. Yeah. No. Um, and I'm not trying to say that either. Right. So, so John Morant, for people that don't know, he's one of the biggest names, young names, especially in the NBA right now. One of the best players in the league, and also one of the young faces of the league. I think he's only been two, three, four years at this point. Two, two, mm-hmm. three, four years. I, I don't remember specifically what year he was drafted, but he's had a rough couple of weeks. Um, this started, I think. But even before the most recent story, there were accusations thrown at him that, and I don't have the story pulled up in front of me, but I, I believe this, the the summary of it was he was accused by I think a seventeen year old of beating up a seventeen year old at a pickup game of basketball and then tr- pulling a gun on him and threatening him. Then not a week after that, this video came out. I think it was from yesterday or the day before of John Morant, no shirt on in a nightclub, filming himself, just singing along to music with a gun in his hand. Uh, and he has since been, I, I don't know if he technically got suspended or if, if he is just stepped away from the team. He's not going to be with the Memphis Grizzlies for at least the next two games as he, I think the, the line he basically said was as he gets the help he, he needs and he realizes the consequences of his actions and, and things like that. Um yeah, that's so, the, that's that's the that's the summary of what's happened with John Moran. Yeah. I guess for me, Jerry, for the for combining the two in a way is I want to go to one of our favorite words in this year or going in back to last year's the privilege. You know, these are privileged people who get the opportunity because they're athletically gifted to make mistakes like this and will be back on the court or in some cases have never left the court. And that's, you know, another angle of a topic that I, I know other people that call in will want to talk about. But the, it's just interesting. I forgot about the first part of the John Morant um, story about the, the 17-year-old. So that even makes this, I understand it more, and I'm a little bit more disappointed because he's not suspended. He took his own time away from the team. Right. So I wonder if the NBA will levy some form of punishment, like how long he will be out. I, I, I read the I read it pretty closely, and it said two game suspension from his team, and that the that the the league hadn't ruled on it yet. So that that's that's my two cents. Yeah, all interesting stuff in the world yeah. of sports. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's tricky for me with with these because the, I, I was in a, I have a couple friends that I, I talk about sports all the time with and. It's one of those ones where like, any time an athlete gets caught in this situation, it, the, the question that we always come back to is that like, you as a professional athlete have all the resources in the world 
and your idea of having fun is to go into a nightclub with a and with no shirt on with a gun, like and and, could, and do a live do a live stream on Instagram or whatever. Exactly, you, did. you know, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> come on. Isn't yeah. that? Is, I mean, you guys are beating around the bush. I just think this is a. This is like a frat boy doing stupid, idiotic things in college. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. It's it's a and, and I'm saying that because I watch my frat brothers do stupid stuff like this. Yeah, and, and I get it from the first. He's 23 years old. I, I he's still a very he's still a kid. He that's why I do buy the idea of like this was maybe his realization of, oh, shoot, I got to figure this out and, and grow up a little bit because he's only 23 years old. So I, I don't I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that regard. Very similar to Alan Iverson, who, who pulled sure. it together after three or four, you know, tumultuous years in the NBA. So I, hopefully this is that, that, that wake up moment of like, wow, I'm not a young kid on the streets anymore. I've actually got, you know, the opportunity to do better for me and my family take advantage and be smart, you know, and hopefully someone around him. And it worries me that that maybe that team he's on is not the one <laughs> sometimes with some of the other guys on that team, but you know, <clears throat> it's good to have the veterans on your team. That'll guide him in the right direction. Um, you would hope. 707-895-2448. We're looking for calls. This is some pretty interesting, um, <clears throat> in, in, interesting, uh, I don't know. With all the gun violence going on, to 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 goof around in a nightclub, it's just. But he's uh, not doing that, that's a, I think an important part of this. I would say he's not doing it to. I I truly believe this. I don't think he's doing it with the intention of using that a gun. He's doing it to look cool, or to in his mind look cool, at uh, least. Which is which is. Uh, yeah. it, you know, silly silly it's, to begin with as well. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which might make it even, which, Jer, I'm sorry, but that might make it even worse. I mean. It does, <clears throat> yeah. And again, it goes back to, it, it goes back to what I was saying about what I was talking, what I talk about with my buddies. It's like when athletes get in these situations, it's like you have all the money in the world and this is what you can come up with to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite. I never quite thought of it that way. Do one of one of my one of them made a really good point. It's like, just do this at your house. Don't go do it at a nightclub, <laughs> and nobody's going to hear about it. Like it's it's just yeah. I, I don't know. It's but again, he's twenty three years old. Hopefully, this is a realization for him. Like, oh, I need to mature a little bit, and it's a good thing that this happened. In the end, hopefully, no doubt. So, Jerry, you got a week. You you got a final four for me. No, I won't have anything for you until the bracket comes out. Let me take another call, Vince. We're running out of time. Thanks, Vince. You got it. You're on the air. Hi, this is Tim from Moscow. Did anyone answer the question about Steve Young? Uh, yes, we had an we had an answer pretty early. Right away, someone someone to get it. Yeah. <laughs> did you know it? Did you know it right away? I I made a, a good guess, and uh, I just had to get the degree of separation. Oh, I got you. Uh, yeah. I think that I think in my mind that was a harder question than it actually was. Huh. <laughs> well, if you're not, it's not that hard. Yeah, um, for sure. <laughs> I, I I don't I think I for some reason I had a a hunch that people would not put together that BYU stood for Brigham Young. That's what the whole core of the question was hinging on, and I don't think that that happened. Hey Tim, we're coming your way. Um, <clears throat> 
Jerry and I are coming for a tournament in Eastern Oregon next weekend. <clears throat> How so am I? Where, where in Eastern Oregon? Condon. Do you know Condon, <laughs> Condon Oregon? <laughs> no, that's like, do you know, um, I don't know, what, what in Idaho, but no, I don't know Condon. <clears throat> how far? Jerry, how far is it from Condon not, to Boise? I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> but there's always teams from Boise, so I figured we were pretty close. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, if you're in Eastern Oregon, you're you're fairly close to Boise. You're uh, just uh, down I-84. Um, I, and I have one other topic that I, this the door was open on this one. It was on um, sports team mascots. Oh yeah. And uh, sports teams and their fans, to me, really are a tribal group. There's no question about it. I don't think you could char- characterize them any other way. So. For instance, the idea of calling the Boston, and why is it the Celtics? Why is it the Celtics? Makes absolute sense. The Celts are a tribal people. So um, here in the United States, our tribal people are the first Americans, Native Americans. Um, So it doesn't seem too bizarre that that, uh, sports teams picked on um, Native Americans as a good representation of tribalism. So... The Cleveland Indians, I don't know. Um, it might be viewed as offensive. Certainly the Washington Redskins, that's beyond the pale. The Atlanta Braves, I don't know. Braves is, to me, is kind of a a, a term of um, importance. It's not a, a derogatory term. It's basically the Warriors. Um, and the Kansas City Chiefs, well, if they were Scots, they'd be the Chieftains. But once again... I don't see chiefs as being derogatory. I think it's part and parcel of Native American tribes. So anyway, that's my slightly nuanced look. This is very at- interesting, Jer. I've never heard it so explained in such a fashion. All we hear, most of the people that call on this show are adamantly against any Native names for, for teams. But I think what I'm hearing from you, Tim, is... A lot of them are in honor of the tribalism. Well, that's my my take on it. Um, so, you know, I I can be off the mark a bit. Uh, certainly, the Redskins is, is not a term of honor. But I, the Chiefs, the, the Braves, yes. And so, what's your take here? I, I, I think that I, I think that the two are related. Related, but they're not the same question. I, I think that, and I am not. I am not of Native American descent. I only know about this stuff secondhand and kind of reading about it and and trying to learn as I, as I can from callers that have called on this show and just other sources in general. But I think the 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 bigger issue isn't whether or to a certain extent isn't is the name at at its core offensive. Oh, I, I think that the the. the the, the, the more important topic is the appropriation of the culture and the distortion of it that comes with that. So, okay. like, take the, take, take the Indians, for example, the, the Cleveland Indians. Like, whatever the original idea was for that name, whether, you know, to honor, to honor Native American culture or whatever, it turned into something that was viewed as, as offensive because of what they came up with as a mascot, the Chiefs, it's the same idea where, like, the chop that they do 
you know, yes, chief may not be inherently offensive, but the appropriation of it and then turning it into what it has turned into, I think, is more of the the, the issue than necessarily if the name was chosen as a way to honor them. I think they're related, but I think it's I think I, if I if my understanding of it is is correct, I, I think the reason for the outrage with these names is not inherently the name itself. Hmm. Well, I, I'm going to bounce over to the, the Boston Celtics or the Celtics. I mean, sure. um, if you're you're an Irish and I am by by birth, not that close, but that's who I identify with. I I don't take any particular offense. Uh, the notion that an Irishman is portrayed as a guy with a hat tilted over his eyes and his, fit, his fist raised, I don't know why. <laughs> Could be, after a few beers, maybe. A few pints. <laughs> green, but, green but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I um, originally, that, it was picked up because uh, the New York Celtics were in a town where there was lots of Irish and they thought it was a way of attracting Irish under the stands. Um, maybe. Um, I don't know if it worked out or not. They ended up in Boston. But, uh, I don't know, it, it, to me it's just a more nuanced thing, and and um, and it, to me it all bounces back to sports and their fans and tribes and um, hmm. how to pick a, a good tribe. That's the question, a good tribal name. I got another but, call. Tim, that, that, was, that was a great take. It was fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Take it away, guys. Next time. You're on the air. Still got four minutes. And this is why it's important if someone says, I am offended, to not say, oh, I didn't mean to offend you, so you should not be offended. If someone says, I am offended, consider their right to be offended and consider what the person who says, I am offended, has to say. I didn't mean for you to be offended is to deny that person the right to their feelings to say oh please tell me what is offensive about it perhaps I will be changed fair enough yeah I yeah I, I no I, I agree with that I think that's why some of these names have been changed over time and you know not enough of them have gotten changed but yeah that's that goes back to kind of i think the where i was kind of trying to get to is i think even if the intention was good with the selection of some of these names that doesn't outweigh whatever the end result is as, as you said if someone is offended by it. well and i would suggest that this goes far beyond naming of sports teams that when someone says I am offended saying I didn't mean to offend you does not remove the offense it simply means so I take no responsibility I didn't mean to offend you you're offended I take no responsibility I suggest there's a better way to approach life and in this case to approach the naming and choosing what I I don't find it to be an honor to be called a chief. If, if someone is aware of how that has felt to Native Americans over the years, to have someone say, 
how are you doing there, Chief? And to say, oh, I meant to honor you. Well, that's your perception, and this is my perception. Sure. Yeah, so that's my last um, thoughtful comment. Appreciate the And call. believe me, it comes with a lot of thought. Appreciate yeah. I've no, thought I... a lot about it. Thank you. And I... Running out of time here, Jer. Yeah. Oh, geez, I did not look at the clock there. <laughs> it's not seven. Yeah, we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, I don't know if if we're taking any more. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. It's been. Yeah, there's like kind of. I said at the beginning of the show, Jim. There's some week to week where it goes really quick or it goes really slow, and then there's shows that are the same way. This one uh, has been has been flying by at a pretty quick pace. Uh, as Jim mentioned, <clears throat> next week. Uh, we will be doing the show live from my house, which is always fun. It's always a good time to do the show in, in person. Uh, we're both going to be worn out and tired, but we're going to try to fight through it. Uh, well, I don't know. How, I guess you have to drive. That's why you're going to be tired, because you're going to do the driving. You're not actually going to be playing in the tournament. I'm going to be on the road for yeah, four days road. before that. I'll I'll be tired. But, but yeah. It's, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I'm, usually I'm wake up for the sports phone. It's, the, yeah. it's not uncommon that I've, I've worked outside for – Two days in the rain by the time it gets to Sunday night. What do you think? Should we wrap it up there? Yeah. Uh, right. Well, if we're going to wrap it up, I'd like to give one more thanks uh, to to Coach Coach Cromwell from the Upper Lake uh, Girls Basketball Program for joining us earlier uh, on the show. Again, big congratulations to that program and all the success they had. It was, a, it was a pleasure to talk to them. We will be back next week. We'll talk to everyone on the sports phone one week from today. That'll be the 12th. Thanks, everybody. Good night, everyone. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.